Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Second Opinion Podcast. Episode number 269. It is your boy, Celeb, back again with my partner in crime, Bolts. What's up, bro? What is up, dog? Man? We've already had an eventful recording session. Realizing that Bolts' mic was turned off because the beautiful and amazing Amara was trying to mess around with him. She turned the mic off. She's like, let's see if Bolts can record now. <laughs> I'll get that fucker. Oh, <laughs> oh my bad. <laughs> Anyways, so um, this is episode 269, which is brought to you by Second Opinion Productions and Cinelinks.com and also RealOutreach.com. Real Outreach is a charity that we host on Cinelinks.com. Um, or actually that uh, the Lord and Savior Jordan hosts. Um, it is a charity to basically uh, try to give some of these kids in really bad situations a night of just normal. Um, so with the rising cost of tickets and concessions, for many kids, the enjoyment of sitting down and watching a film is sadly out of reach, especially depending on their situation. Um, while many consider this a luxury, for kids it is a need and a chance to escape their own problems and to feel normal yet again. So definitely make sure to head on over to realoutreach.com. Check out the upcoming events that we have. We have some charity events coming soon. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, the one that we have coming up this weekend is for the Lion King screening, which is uh, being hosted by realoutreach.com. And we are showing the screening to the girls incorporated which is a foundation um or a um, corporation that does uh, empowerment to young women so definitely make sure to head on over there if you have any extra cash just laying around you want to donate it donate anywhere between a dollar five dollars ten dollars whatever you'd like um and uh, all that little bit helps make some of these kids that are in bad situations feel normal once again so uh, with that being said, before we get into video games coming soon, we're going to talk about what you've been drinking and what have you been gaming. So, Bolts, what you've been drinking and what you've been gaming? <clears throat> um, what has Mr. Bolts been drinking? Um, I started, uh, um, I, I've switched up on my vodka. I've went to some absolute vodka, which is, which is, 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 is a great tasting vodka as well. Um, no, um, I, I started getting this, this lime, uh, this lime flavored absolute vodka, mixing in with my cranberry juice, mm. and it is amazing. It really say, is that good. Sounds really good. It really is. It's, it's got a, a nice little touch of lime with it with the with the cranberry. It's just it's really really good. Yeah. But that's what I've been mostly drinking these days. Um, got to get a little little drink drink going on. Um, what have I been playing? Drink drink. A little drink drink. Um, playing some MLB the MLB the show. Uh-huh. Um, that's that's dwindling down because football season is just around the corner, and yeah. Madden 2020 will be out. I believe the first week of August. So okay. after that, that's where most of my attention will be. Um, I've been of course uh, playing, uh, been replaying Borderlands two, and the pre sequel and stuff like that. I'm gonna try to get through it before Borderlands three comes out September sixteenth. Um, that's going to be a hard, hard, hard thing to do because it's a lot of hours. Yeah. I'm going to try it, but I don't know how well I'm going to succeed. <laughs> and we'll see. Of course, I am fully, fully invested into my Elder Scrolls Legends. Yeah. Um, so that's what I've been gaming, dude. Okay. Uh, well, drinking-wise, I've had um, uh, had some Dos Equis, some Blue Moon Mango Wheat, and also some of the Shiner Black, which is really good uh beer so definitely check that out gaming wise i've been playing a lot uh, i've been playing fallout 76 getting back into to that playing with some friends on the adventure mode 
Also been playing the nuclear winter mode with Fallout 76. Um, then uh, I re-downloaded Call of Duty Black Ops 4 uh, and have been playing the new uh, Alpha Omega zombie map, which is fantastic. It's really, really good. Of course, it has all the originals with, uh, you know, Nikolaj and the whole crew. Um, but then you have, um, as well as that, you have the Operation Apocalypse Z um, update to where there's new zombie stuff throughout the, the Blackout map. There's new maps. They brought back um, some classic Blackout maps as well for multiplayer. And uh, since... Since Bolt said it the other day, I've been doing a little bit more. I've been playing some prop hunt in Black Ops 4, <laughs> and it was hilarious the other day. I went the entire match underwater as a basket. Um, I, somehow I was able to balance it to where like, I had a little bit of the basket sticking out of the water, so I, I got air and I didn't die. Um, but at first, me and Bolts were thinking, no, you, you won't die, but I found out afterwards that you can't. So... Um, <laughs> I, I got all the way towards there was like 15 seconds left in the match and somebody found me and killed me. I was so mad, but um, that's what I've been playing. Uh, now, Bolts, uh, yes. video games coming soon. We got some, we got a good little chunk of video games coming hey, soon. Hey, man, hey, man, for the next, up, up until December, each month we're going to have that, that, that one monster title with some, with some good ones to follow behind it. So it's uh, video games for the next couple months are going to be absolutely Fabulous. Mm -hmm. uh, what are some of the biggest titles that are coming? That um, let's see. Uh, in in July, you got uh, for the Switch, you got Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three, the Black Order that comes out the nineteenth. Okay. Uh, also for the Switch, you got Fire Emblem Three Houses, mm -hmm. and um, that and the twenty sixth. Also, you got Wolfenstein Youngblood yeah. for PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and this says Stadia and PC. Oh yeah, it is launching for Stadium. Yeah, so so that 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 that's we what go. we yeah Where that's what we have for the rest of July, and of course the first week of August, Madden twenty comes out for for PlayStation yeah. four, Xbox, and PC. So yeah. um, there's some other stuff coming out in August. We'll get to that later. But yeah. the first week of August, you got Madden coming out, which is which is the first big title of the of the you know in my opinion of the last quarter it feels yeah. like so very true some good stuff coming and the switch got some good stuff coming so yeah um so we're very excited for all the stuff coming out i'm obviously i'm really excited for wolfenstein youngblood absolutely co-op co-op man 39.99 yeah. the largest wolfenstein game that machine games and id software and all of them have done together and also another thing too um, I think they said that um, uh, that some other Bethesda studios have been working with them to make this game great. Mm -hmm. um, so I think they said Arcane helped with this as oh, wow. well, and you could see like some of the crazy like um, the crazy different styles in the game with it being set in the eighties. Um, I thought at first they also said Avalanche, but I'm pretty sure they just Avalanche isn't officially a. It's not a Bethesda studio, so pretty sure they said Arcane helped out design some of the stuff for the game. So I'm really excited about the about this. It does come out next week. It's going to come out while we're at QuakeCon. Um, I don't know. I may possibly be able to bring my PlayStation with me and do some live streaming one of those nights to kind of celebrate QuakeCon, but 
I don't really know exactly what I'm doing just yet, but uh, I'm very, very excited for the game. I mean, as I said, with it being only thirty nine dollars. Uh, yeah, I mean, for all that stuff is exactly, and it's supposed to be the the, the biggest Wolfenstein game yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. It's two player co op. Um, I mean, it looks like some fun Set times. Eighties, yeah, man, down, man. I'm very excited. So, all right, we're gonna go ahead and jump into some uh, some topics to talk about. Um, and I got some got some things I need to express, some feelings I need to express about PlayStation right now. So. Topic number one, Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, Resident Evil 4, and more games are coming to Xbox Game Pass in July. Game Pass is amazing. I'm telling you. Coming to (laughs) Xbox Game Pass this month in July are Resident Evil 4, Metal Gear Solid 5, uh, For the King, Killer Instinct, Definitive Edition, Night Call, The Banner Saga 3. In addition to that, um, with having the Game Pass, Game Pass holders are going to get a chance to play test the multiplayer mode of Gears 5 starting Friday, July 19th. That is only two days away. Um, the good, you know, the, uh, July 19th, the, the multiplayer, this is the first actual, actual gameplay that you're going to see of Gears. Yeah, exactly, because they had exclusive gameplay for certain people at um, E3, um, but this is going to be... The, the first release of that. Yeah. Um, and that's what uh, the coalition and everybody talked about while at the Xbox press conference. Like, oh, on the 19th, mm-hmm. we're going to have a slew of stuff. So, I mean, I'm glad that we're finally going to be able to see how the game plays and everything. Yes. Um, it's... But it's just, you know, me and Bolts always will cut back to, I really wish they would have showcased more during E3. That, 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 that's, what, that's one thing that was missing absolutely from the from the panel, from the conference, from whatever the showcase you want to call it. Yeah, it totally so. was. So, But what I wanted to say is where are you at right now in your mind, PlayStation? What are you doing? Like, for... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, like, um... Well, right now, PlayStation, <laughs> us as a company, we're getting ready for PlayStation 5. Um, <laughs> and that's the only thing we're thinking about. We're not thinking and, and about... That's, and know. that's what it feels like. It, it does, bro, because it it's does. like they had originally for the July games for PlayStation Plus, it was PES Soccer 2018. Pro Evolution, bro. Pro Evolution. I have a scarf of PES. I know you do. I've I don't that, know why. I have it that. hung up in my house for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Bull slept it over one time. He's like, just hang it on your wall. I was like, okay. <laughs> um, so, Pro Evolution Soccer, and then it was Horizon. Oh, my God. Of course, I, it was like that 1980s style um, or 1990s style racer game, yes. uh, which I've played. I kind of like. Right. But now, you know, then they ended up like without even saying anything to Konami, took PES off the list and replaced it with Detroit Become Human um, because there was so much of a backlash. We're like, what the fuck? We don't want this. Right. You know? So, um, you know, no, no bad feelings towards, you know, the, the team that makes PES. But come on, man. I mean. Like, <laughs> the, uh, no, I oh yeah, exactly. You know, it's PES. It's, it's PES. It's yeah, the it, only <laughs> honestly the only there's only a, a section of people in the globe that still play PES, and mostly it's all European. I think it is um, most of the most of the most of the sales are from the yeah. from the UK. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, so what I'm getting at is like PlayStation. Like, what is going on with the with the games releases? Like, what you know, PlayStation Plus used to be, oh, dude. What, I mean, even whenever the PS4 first launched, having the ability of having PlayStation Plus and you can get 
two games on PlayStation 4, two games on PS3, and a game on PlayStation Vita. Five games yep. every month for free. That was huge. And now they've cut it down to where it's two games a month, and it's lackluster. Like, to the T, what lackluster means. Um, so, I don't know what's going on because... With with the situation, you look at their competition. Look at Xbox. Xbox is literally, you know, giving five games out. Five games, bro. Or actually, I'm sorry. What is that? Six games? One, yeah. two. It's six. Six. Yeah. Banner Saga is a great series. I mean, it is a great series. I've never played Night Call, but Killer Instinct Def- Definitive Edition, awesome. Um, Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain, awesome. It's just it's it's all these games that are really big titles that you know people on xbox are getting for free like resident evil 4 bro i mean come on dude resident evil 4 is by far one of the best horror like games in in the world it is man ever created and this is the type of games that are coming to xbox game pass and like bro like we got playstation now it's 1995 month (laughs) <laughs> we, got, we got PlayStation Plus games that they can't figure out exactly what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually went there. I was, I was, I got like, I got like eighteen bucks in my wallet right now on, yeah. on PlayStation. Yeah. And I went to go look for something else to download. I was like, man, there ain't shit out here. Nothing, dude. Nothing. So I don't know, man. It feels like things are twisting. So, anyways, um, most of the articles that you're going to be checking out right now are, well, tuning into right now are from. GameInformer.com, PlayStationLifestyle.net, and also VG247.com. So make sure to check all these places out because they're amazing. Uh, Topic number two, Netflix reveals first glimpse of Witcher's Roach. Uh, If you don't know anything about the Witcher and you're wondering why we're talking about a Roach, Roach is the horse. He said Roach. (laughs) Um, He is the horse from... The uh, from the Witcher series and just this image right here of Henry Cavill sitting on top of this uh, horse just look um, it looks amazing, bro. I am very very excited for this series um, and to be honest with you, I'm kind of shocked how like how excited I am for this. Um, I know you're you've been excited about it since day one, right, Bulls? Oh, I'm I'm a big Henry Cavill fan, so yeah. absolutely, um, absolutely. Well, man. you know, with that being said, why are you so excited for um, the Witcher series, and you know what Henry Cavill is going to do with the character? Um, you know, I the, it's I'm excited because it's a series; it's not necessarily a movie. You're yeah. dr- in, instead of trying to fit basically three games into two and a half hours Mm -hmm. at least they have a series of where they can expand on where however they want to take it yeah um i'm really excited about that i'm sure it'll be anywhere from 10 to 13 episodes yeah hour hour long you know a piece on netflix and stuff like that so i'm really excited to where they're going to go with it and and just for the fact that the the games itself the the series was was it was an amazing an amazing adventure and and you could dive into it and all the stories and all the lores that you know um, be, be around Gerald and it was just I'm I'm just it's gonna be great it's super exciting man I think it's gonna be great as well I think it's gonna be uh I think it's gonna be a really fantastic series and Henry Cavill is is you know one of my favorite actors um, I think he did a fantastic job in um in Mission Impossible Fallout um and, and, and see so you, you you go to Mission Impossible Fallout let me tell you something let me tell you something 
the the movie and the story itself was not very good. I think it could have been a lot better. But his role as Theseus in Immortals was awesome. Oh my awesome. god, yes. Immortals is one of my favorite movies. Yes. I got it on Blu-ray. It's fantastic. Oh my gosh, I totally for, forgot about the Immortals. Um, but it is a it is a great, great movie. Definitely check it out if you haven't seen it. But I agree with you, Bolts. I think uh, moving it into uh, using it as a, as a series instead of using it as a movie will be fantastic. Oh, it's going to pay much dividends. It will. It would be really awesome if they did it as like, you know, season one is, you know, The Witcher 1. Season two is The Witcher 2. Season three is The Witcher I, I would like that, but I would, I would rather them expand off some of, of the other backstories that involved, yeah. you know, the, the series. I, I wouldn't mind them doing, doing that, absolutely. But maybe, you know, for the fact that everybody doesn't play The Witcher, yeah, true. And, you know, because it is such an evolved series, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I could definitely see them doing that for the people who have never played the games or the series or anything like that. Um, but if they could find some some kind of backstory or something like that that they could venture off of, that would be really cool too. That would be really cool. Um, but yeah, man, I, I totally agree with you. I'm very excited to see what they're going to do with this series. And I think Henry Cavill is going to do a fantastic job. It was kind of a strange choice at first. Like whenever we first kind of saw Cavill in the in the white hair wig and stuff like that, I think it was just like a test. I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you know, even from this image right here, it just looks fantastic. I think it's going to be a great series, and I cannot wait to see more from from uh, what Netflix is going to do with it. Um, topic number three. Now this is pretty crazy. I was a little shocked to hear this. Uh, creative director of the Division Two says. They possibly will be doing a single-player offshoot of the Division series. So instead of it being uh, a big multiplayer massive game, <coughs> they're thinking about doing... It says uh, here, the creative director of Division 2 by uh, Ubisoft appears to be open to the idea of a story-driven spinoff to the squad-based online shooter. Um, he had said on Twitter, I love the idea of a single player narrative driven spinoff of the division game, focusing on an agent trying to get home to their family after being sent to New York during the SHD blackout from the fall of DC. Um, I think I could totally see that and I would play it. No fans or butts. Um, now bolts coming from somebody that hasn't always been a big division fan. Now i I wouldn't say I'm a fan of the division, but I can appreciate the fan base right, and what they right. do with the game, especially with the division two, because it is by far way better than what the division one was. Um, as somebody that is not the biggest fan of that with it, with Ubisoft possibly thinking about doing a story driven game, could you see yourself playing something, uh, in this, in this universe? Um, I'd have to, you know, personally, I'd probably have to dig a little bit deeper into the division because even though it is an online, you know, it's online playable and stuff like that, there's some kind of story that goes along with it. I know there is. Yeah. Um, so I would like to kind of see what that story is about. And then, you know, in all reality, I would most likely play it. Um, I am a big Ubisoft fan, so I will, you know, it, it kind of hurts. I'm a Ubisoft fan, but I'm not big on these, on these, on these, you know, online multiplayer games. It's just the way I am. Um, but if I, if I knew what kind of story it was, um, from looking at the division two, the game itself looks, looks freaking, freaking amazing. So, um, and it, it's got, it's, it's got a, uh, it's got a certain following that it has. So, 
Um, I could definitely, definitely get into it probably. Yeah, it does have a pretty big following. I do agree with you on that. Uh, its fan base is very devoted to seeing the universe, you know, grow over time as the the series uh, pretty much has. Um, but you know, the crazy thing about it though too is that you know, comparing the Division One to the Division Two, it almost feels like two completely different games um, because the first one was real. I don't know, man. You had the black zone, or you had the black zone. You had all this different stuff that you could do. Like, if I ever went into the blacked out, like black zone by myself, I would die almost instantly because you couldn't trust anybody, right? You know, at all. If you lost, if you got killed there, you would lose everything that you had. Um, now they have it kind of, uh, they have it kind of sectioned a little bit better. Uh-huh. Um, so it, it's a little bit more uh, diverse in the, the world and the characters that you play with. Um, but I think that um, I think that a single player spinoff would be fantastic. And if anything, it could be really good for the series to kind of give a little bit more of a background to these characters that you have been playing or, you know, to some of these agents. You know, even though it's a customized uh, character that you always play as, I would really kind of like to see a little bit more of a connection outside of them just being, you know, hey, you're an agent, go and, you know, go with your four crew members and go kill these guys. Right, right. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. You know, I want to see a, a, an emotional touch because if it's a story-driven game and it's less online, that means better graphical presentation, um, maybe even a, a really well-developed story as we saw in a game like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, which was a very well, like extremely well developed story, it, it, um, which I still think uh, the female character was better. She was, um, she was, because I've already. What is her name? Uh, uh, Cassandra. Cassandra. God, did you play back through? Yes, I did. Yeah, and and Cassandra, Cassandra's voice and her and her whole demeanor presentation. Fits, yeah, yeah, it fits so much better with the whole story itself. Yeah. Um. So uh, <laughs> with with Alexios. I know we're completely off subject now. No, it's we're, fine. Bro. We're talking about Assassin's Creed. That's that's my that's my my cheddar. <laughs> uh, with the Lexios, it just felt it, it didn't have that emotion that Cassandra had. You know, yeah, that that personal touch. Yeah. You know, because of course with Cassandra, you got your father. You know that 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 mo- that father daughter thing. You know, going on. Yeah. So, um, but with Cassandra, it was it was a lot better. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, and I agree with that. I think that I think that there's just an overall better connection. Um, I only played a very small amount with Alexios and it was, I don't know, man. I mean, it just kind of like playing as Alexios just kind of felt like, okay, well, this is just another Assassin's Creed game. Mm-hmm. Um, but then playing as Cassandra, she just had a, her attitude, it was a different her feel. presentation. It was a completely oh, yeah, different dude. feel, man. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just crazy how different she felt, you know, uh, playing as her to compared to Alexios, um, I don't think I've ever played a game to where you can choose between like a male and a female character and there'd be a completely different dynamic. You know what I'm saying? Of like oh, yeah. the story, yep. just how you feel about your character. I had a way better connection with her than um, Alexia. So, you know, no disrespect to the voice actor, but she just did an amazing job, man. She really did. So um, next up, this is pretty crazy. Uh, Walmart launches... A big save sale to compete with Amazon Prime Day's, uh, I guess, sales as in general. Um, They do still have the sale available now, so you definitely need to check it out. 
Red Dead Redemption 2 is listed at $29.99. Destiny 2 is $5.99. Overwatch is $23.99. NBA 2K19, $19.99. Black Ops 4 is $27.99. Rage 2, $39.99. Sims 4, $19.99. That's a, that's a big one because the, the Sims 4 at 20 bucks with all the DLC and stuff. I mean, people play that so bad right oh, now. Yeah, it's, man, it's insane. Yeah, we saw all the people... At EA Play. Mermaids! Holy shit. We need them now! Uh, FIFA 19, $19.99, uh, which is a really good deal. Shadow of War Definitive Edition is $14.99. Um, Hitman 2, $29.99. God of War, $19.99. Uh, Days Gone, $39.99. Resident Evil 2 HD Remake, $37.99. MLB the show thirty nine eighty two. What the fuck? Weird. Um, Grand Theft Auto Five Premium Online Edition twenty five dollars. Shit is still twenty five dollars. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. The game has been out for damn five years now. That's uh, insane. It is so nuts. Uh, Far Cry Five is twenty dollars and ninety nine cents. They couldn't just mark it down a dollar. They couldn't have just put it at nineteen ninety nine. Right. right. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, $24.99. Spyro Reignited Trilogy, $21.99, uh, which is a great deal. It comes with three games. Shadow uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is $19.99. Near Automata is $24.98. Uh, $24. What the fuck is up with these weird-ass prices, bro? <laughs> Metro Exodus is $29.99. Jump Force is $34 or $39.99. Which it should be like nineteen ninety nine. Um, yes. Devil May Cry Five is thirty nine ninety nine. Tetris Effect twenty six twenty eight. Anthem nineteen ninety nine. It's free. It, it should have launched <laughs> in nineteen ninety nine. Um, Doom Eternal pre order forty nine ninety four. Um, and then they have some uh, PlayStation bundles. You got a PlayStation Four Slim one terabyte with a HyperX. PS4 cloud headset for uh, uh, $348.99. And then they also have a PlayStation 4 Slim with the additional Crystal DualShock PS4 controller uh, for $299. Now, Bolts. Yo. These sales. um, You know, these these competitive markets that we're starting to see. Walmart, uh, Target. All these other places are really finally starting to kind of try to compete with Amazon and GameStop and all this other stuff. Do you feel that over these next few years we're going to see even like crazier sales? Or do you think we're going to end up just getting back to what it was before? That it's just kind of like it doesn't really matter where you buy your games. It's all the same price. Uh, no, no. I think you're going to see different different companies, whether it's Walmart, whether it's Target, Amazon, eBay, GameStop. Um, wherever the else you go and buy your stuff, everybody, I, I think the, the competitiveness of prices are, it's going to vary, whether it be a couple dollars here and there, I think it's going to overall going to hit the fucking fan. It will. Is what he's saying. It will because, <laughs> because, because on, you know, ordering online is, is so big right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will continue to be big and it will be big for the remainder of our lives. So, so in, instead of going to the GameStops and the Walmarts, you know, instead of being in the crowds, 
you know, there's so many introverts in this world now. <laughs> um, yeah. So it, it just it, it's it's just a way of life now. It, it really is. So you you will see huge sales online most likely all the time. Yeah, and that's just like, you know, buying digital movies. You see the price of digital movies are so much cheaper than physical DVDs or DVDs. Physical Blu-rays, uh, because, you know, like a physical Blu-ray now with like special edition shit and everything, it's like twenty four ninety nine, mm-hmm. I think. But the same special edition um, day one on digital, like actually almost what, two months early for the most part yeah. or a month and a half early. You can pick those up from anywhere between fourteen ninety nine and nineteen ninety nine. Yep. Um, so it's like that's just the digital. That's just the way things are moving into. It's all online based. It's all, you know, like with me. I have a total of 474 titles that I've downloaded on my PS4 um, or downloaded to my library, which a total of at least 300 of those I've purchased myself. So um, uh, all the games are digital. All my movies are digital now. And a lot of people will say, well, that's stupid. If you lose Internet, you can't watch any of the movies that you want to watch. You know, yeah, you know, I agree with you, but that it's ease of use. You know, you, you actually can because you can download them to your hard drive. Yeah, exactly. Bubbles, I can download them or so. put them to a flash drive and stuff like that. Get it right. Get it right. Get, get it, it right. Get it tight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, there's just uh, there's a lot of things uh, that are changing in the world. And, you know, uh, you just get ready for it. All right. Get used to it. Get ready for it. Um, so before we move into our next topic, we're going to do something we haven't done on the podcast in a bit. We're going to take a real quick music minute break. When we come back, we're going to talk about GameStop. We're going to talk about some Doom Eternal. We're going to talk about Dr. Mario, Minecraft. And then we're also going to talk about some next-gen gaming and why Mass Effect is not as big of a series as Bolts thinks it is. Um, (laughs) He's so full of shit, y'all. Anyways, guys, we'll be right back after this. guys we are back hope you enjoyed that music minute brought to you by tech industries amazing music all the time um we love the people over at tech industries letting us use their music for quite some time for years upon years right here on the second opinion podcast brought to you by centerlinks.com um and as i said at the beginning of the show uh you know definitely make sure to do us a favor head on over to realoutreach.com and check out the great charity event 
uh, that we have coming up soon and the future charity events as well. If you want to donate some money to help our cause, just uh, go to realoutreach.com. You can donate a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, however much you want. Um, and uh, we would highly, highly appreciate it. All the help we can get is uh, is greatly appreciated. So anyways, uh, back to some topics today. Um, this next one is one that's very near and dear to me and Bolts's heart. Uh, this is uh, sourced from, I believe, VG247. So definitely check them out. GameStop is reinnovating some stores with playable games and more. GameStop has been in the news a lot recently as the long-running video game company is failing. Uh, with declining profits and the company overall struggling, GameStop is trying to change their outlook on their gamers and their stores. GameStop's newest CEO spoke of the change and what the stores are going to offer with this new experience-oriented stores. Um, today, GameStop announced a new partnership with R slash GA, a global division in innovation firm, in a secret mar uh in a secret market, GameStop and RGA will be testing out different types of store renovations, which will focus on a unique in-store experience. While neither of the number of stores or locations have been specified, the way the press release uh, kind of worded it, it said each store will have its own style. The first renovation concept is one that will have a layout of the store and include ways for customers to try out a ton of games before they buy it. Another one seems to imply dedicated space for competitive play, the release of specifics um, or the actual you know PR thing had said store concept that offers a competitive sessions for in uh, in home grown e-leagues. <coughs> and finally a concept that that mainly focuses around, uh, you know, retro games and hardware. So, um, for the moment, it seems like GameStop is tossing a few darts onto the board, so on and so forth. So, as I said, I'm pretty sure this is sourced from uh, VG247.com, so definitely make sure to check them out. Um, if it's not, it's either VG247, PlayStationLifestyle.net, or GameInformer.com. So, definitely make sure to check them out to see the full article. Um, but, Bolts... Coming from somebody, you know, myself that worked there for almost 10 years, you worked there for quite some time. Um, what is going on? Like, uh, this is like last ditch effort that they're like, hey, uh, so welcome to the board meeting. Um, our profit shares are down by 70%. We only have a little bit of money left. What the fuck is, what are we going to do? Like, is this, I mean, is this literally like the apocalypse for GameStop? Or uh, what? I, I don't think it is. Um, I did, you know they're they're hitting a rough patch. Um, they've been hitting a rough patch for a couple of years now. Um, so. You know it's just it's 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 the it's it's just a downloadable you know way of life now. You download everything you know whether it's music, games, apps, whatever. Um, most of everybody downloads their games to their to to their systems. Um, there's very few people out there that still like the disc. Um, me, I, I like the disc just because it's a physical copy of something that I bought. It's just, exactly. a, it's just a feeling, you know. Um, you know, a co couple years ago, uh, GameStop made made a big change. Um, they started adding all the, the 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 geek stuff in there, the the uh, uh, the statues and the socks and the clothes and the shirts and the hats and the games and the and the and the, and the pops and all kinds of other little 
collectible video game stuff, which I think has, which I think was a great idea. Um, and now they've got to just step it up a little bit further. So, um, excuse me, sorry. Um, it's it's really I I think it's I it really is going to be good. I I really do. Whether it's you know a, a retro style or whether it's um the the aspect of coming in and trying out new games before you purchase them, um. You know, at, at one point, they had this little kiosk that set between the registers at our GameStop. And you could go up there and you can view trailers and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, um, that would be really, you know, they, they used to have the game systems in there where, yeah, you could, yeah. where you could, you know, that were set up, you could go play. They need to bring that back because that's 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 not only, it's not able to, it's, it's not just able to sell the video game, but... You bring customers in, and they stay that much longer. You yeah. keep the customer in the store, and if you keep them in the store, maybe they're more apt to buy something. Or you go over to, or as an associate, you go and you speak to them, and you talk to them about the game, get that more personal touch. You know, you could talk about the game. You know, it's it's it, it it's gonna be better. It really will. Um, I you know when we worked at GameStop many years ago, ten plus years ago, um. Excuse me. When I worked at GameStop ten plus years ago, you know we we, we had an Xbox three hundred and sixty uh, kiosk set up. We had a PlayStation three kiosk. Set up. We had a Wii kiosk set up. I mean, yep. at the time, we actually had two three hundred and sixty kiosks. Remember? Yeah, we, we did. had one of them that was a one of them that was a Guitar Hero Central one, yes. and then we had another one that just had some random Xbox three hundred and sixty games. I mean, and, and and that stuff right there brings people together. You know, whether it's <laughs> You, you know, I remember countless times that me and Austin would sit there and, and, and play on Guitar Hero or you would have these groups of people come in and play on Guitar Hero and talk about something. You know, it's just it's that more personal touch, um, the interaction between customer and, and, and store associates. Yeah. So um, I think it'll be really good. I totally agree with you, bro. It's so freaking crazy to me that... Um, uh, uh, it's so crazy to me. I didn't even realize it until I started or originally um, reading this article. And I'm like, there is no kiosks in, in any game, uh, any GameStop now. I think there's probably still some that may have some of these things available. But, you know, like the one here in town, like there's no playable demos at all. It's all took up by... Um, by Think Geek stuff and you know collectibles and all that. And I mean that's cool, man. That's cool. Like being somebody that does have collectibles himself, that's awesome. When they first talked about doing it, I was like, man, that's fantastic. There's a lot of people around this town that you know want to have the ability of going and buying collectibles at the store instead of having to order them online and all this other stuff. But I like noticing it's so weird. I worked in the store too. And it just, I guess I just got used to it, but yeah, like that experience at GameStop was no longer there. The personal touch is gone. <laughs> so, you know, that's one thing that we had a lot whenever me and bolts were working there that not only did we have, we had a PS three, we had a, Wii, we had two Xbox 360 systems set up and we had another TV off to the side that we would use for testing, but there would also be times that we would bring, you know, if we had like a midnight launch or something like that, we would bring our own PlayStation up there to that TV um, and hook things up for people to try out upcoming games that weren't on the, the kiosks. 
Like, if they weren't mature-rated games, we would put them in and let people play them or whatever else. And it was a really good way for us to sell um, sell games and, you know, make that community connection that you want at a GameStop. Like, if you go to a GameStop and it's this new-themed one, and it's like uh, eSports one, you know, you want to have a community connection. You don't want to feel like a, some outsider or whatever else. Um, same thing with like if there's a if there's actually going to be a GameStop that's like retrofitted to to retro games, mm-hmm. like that's just what they're about. It's just retro games, retro consoles, and collectibles or something like that. That would be cool, man. It was like GameStop retro, and it's just all retro games. The, the, the retro G spot. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh, you know debatable. There's going to be some. Some pretty big debates uh, about that name, but uh, but for real, man, I think that would be fantastic. Like, I mean, you could if you're gonna go that route, <coughs> if you really want to go that route and have you know all these stores that are themed around certain things, like your GameStop retro stores, go full on retro. Like GameStop logo needs to be a retro logo. Say GameStop retro out there. Go inside. Like even make. Like, if you're having to wear an employee uniform, give them, like, a retro uniform. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You know, like, back in, like, the, the 70s and the 80s, whenever, yeah. like, the nurses had the candy stripe uniforms and stuff like yes, that. Yes, bro. Have, like, yes, dude. Have, like, a candy stripe, like, button-up shirt or something like that. Or, you know, just have, like, old-school clothes on your employees and then have, like, all the retro games in there and even have some retro PlayStations in there for for people to to walk up to and check out like the Atari or something like that. So um, that would be fantastic. And I think that, you know, um, I definitely think one that is going to be, you know, a play area is something that is needed more than anything. You know, like the PS4 section needs a PS4. Xbox Mm -hmm. One needs an Xbox One. Switch needs a Switch. You know, you have to have this because there's a lot of people out there, you know, I think by the time that some of these kids now grow up um, and have kids of their own, then it's going to be a little less. We'll see a little bit of a less of a divide as we do now with, you know, like when we worked there, we had a ton of parents come in there all the time. Like, I don't know nothing about these video games, but I think, you know, in the coming years, it's not going to be the same. Everybody's going to know about video games. Everybody's going to know about whatever. So we've already seen a change in that, but if GameStop does this right, this could really save their company. But if they do it wrong and they don't market it the way they should or they spend too much money on it um, or I don't know, man. I mean, it, this could be really bad for them, too. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't I don't see how I don't honestly, I don't see how it could be bad because they're in a really bad financial spot right now, bro. I mean, they're in a very bad financial spot. Their sales are down consistently year after year after year and it's just like what you said digital market is destroying destroying GameStop so they have to find a way of bringing new people in there and if they don't do it right if they don't market it right if they don't um, invest the way they probably need to into this style of the company then it will flop just as all these think think geek stores flop like think geek had their own stores GameStop bought them out they were like, oh, we're going to do all this other stuff. We're going to have store after store after store. And then guess what? What they started doing after that? They started shutting them down. Very you true. Know? Very true. Very so, true. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I'm glad that you're optimistic about 
about well, that. You, well, you, you've got to be because they're in such a bad spot. There's no, there's nowhere else to go but up. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try to be as <laughs> optimistic as possible. Um, speaking of optimism, I'm pretty optimistic about id Software and their tech. I wonder why. Because <laughs> I love id Software. Doom Eternal Dev says id Software tech is scalable to next-gen consoles. Doom Eternal executive producer and amazing guy in general, Marty Stratton, said um, that the id Software, uh, that id Software is well-equipped to handle the next generation of hardware despite targeting a current generation release for its upcoming Doom Eternal. In an interview with the video game Chronicle, uh, Stratton stopped short uh, stopped short of confirming any future plans, but did state that the, the tech is very scalable. Um, to quote exactly what he said is, our tech is so scalable. It It's, again, a great advantage for us. The team is seeing the stuff uh the team is seeing this stuff years down the road and because they take such pride in how optimized the engine is they make sure it runs on everything from switch to high-end pcs it's a it's great because it can take an equal amount of pride from that range uh they will be the first to read all of the reviews about how the game is performing on its high end down to the fact of it running on past gen consoles and that is a great thing, bro. That is a great thing. As a studio, for a studio to come out and say, hey, listen, if a next-gen console comes out next year, we'll be ready. We're not going to end up having to, to delay games or whatever else right. to, to try new tech because all our stuff is just it's fucking amazing. Because it really is, dude. They're using the id Tech 7 engine. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the correct engine. Id Tech 7 engine for this game and it's like the fact that it can process and completely do something on the switch on like mobile which is 720p 60 frames to a high-end pc that has you know 4k 240 frames per second and you know obviously you would see a difference in it but it can literally process and you could do all that stuff for all of these systems and then even to throw in the hat and say the next generation of consoles like PlayStation 5 and the next Xbox, we're going to be able to take them on as well. So, I mean, no, it's, 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 it's awesome because you've, you've got to have, you've got to have technology for like that because, because everyday technology is changing. So whether it's going to be the next gen console or the next new phone or the next new handheld or the next Nintendo, you know, gamepad with the screen, you've got to be able to, to, to adjust to the different, to the different specs of each each device so absolutely that's 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 great news yeah it, it really is great news man and um i don't know uh i don't i don't know if the way marty said this if he's already seen the next generation of consoles i'm guessing that most developers that are at big studios have uh, already got they, they would they would have to because because this stuff's coming out next year yeah they're saying it's coming out next year so they have to already be ready for it and everything but it, it is a very exciting thing because you know it software is one of my favorite um, video game studios and I think that um, I think that overall overall it software is hands down one of the best studios um, I think it software is hands down one of the best studios on the the globe right now um oh, for yeah. for everything that they do not just with the help of you know like rage 2 
But with Doom, Wolfenstein, you know, so on and so forth, which Machine Games did the, the relaunch of Wolfenstein. But all they have done year after year after year after year is improve upon great series and not just make it feel like the same games that you've played before. Um, they've controlled the market, really, for, for single-player uh, story-driven first-person shooter games for quite some time. So um, I'm very excited to see the future of this company and the future of you know their tech on new consoles and of course i'm very excited to see doom eternal uh this coming up week at QuakeCon. so very excited we're going to have a lot of coverage from the event uh hopefully we'll be able to sit down with marty and hugo and talk about the game um and so on and so forth so with that being said we're going to move into our next topic which will you know me and bolts are basically going to tell everybody we told you so because there's two topics that are going to kind of merge together and then we're going to talk about um our our discussion that segment at the end so dr mario is a mobile game um that is based on the original release of dr mario and um it is uh it's a pretty fun game it's kind of you know it's like tetris or whatever else you know you have your pills and you got to take down viruses dr mario hits two million installs and over and makes over a hundred thousand dollars in within within just 72 hours of the game releasing <coughs> now mind you free this game was free it is said right here which this was sourced from VG247. Dr. Mario World has been available for three days, and it's already a bit of a hit. Nintendo released its fifth mobile game, Dr. Mario World, a little, a little over 72 hours ago, and has already seen a total of 2 million installs. Players during this time have also spent a total of $100,000 on in-app purchases, which range anywhere between $199 and $69.99. Along with the data, the Sensor Tower also compared, to, compared how Dr. Mario World stacked up against the previous Nintendo mobile games at that time, um, and it did fairly well. So um, this, yet again... We're going to go all the way back to BlizzCon last year, and me and Bolts are going to say, most people, what did you say? What is your little quote about having your phone in your hand? Oh, oh, 100% of people have their phone in their hand 99% of the time, and it shows right there. So, like, why do we constantly have bitching and complaining about mobile games? That's it. That's it. And this is Dr. Mario. And Dr. Mario back on the back on the Super Nintendo was was a massive, massive hit because because yeah. it, it competed with Tetris. It, ga- it gave you the Dr. Mario. It gave you the Mario feel and so mm-hmm. on and whatnot. Yeah. Um. And and this is the this is the fifth game that Nintendo has released. I'm just waiting and waiting, and the world is waiting. As much as Dr. Mario was a big hit, a hundred thousand dollars for a free game. Come on, people. Wait until Mario Kart World hits. Oh my god! Telling yes. you, dude, a Mario Kart game on mobile will be huge. It will be huge. Everyone would download it. Everyone would play it. So that's what me and Bolts have been preaching on this podcast for weeks upon weeks upon weeks upon weeks. Stop complaining about mobile gaming, because half the people out there that I believe are complaining about it are still playing these games. You know what I'm saying? It's here to stay, folks. And 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 I'm one of the biggest complainers about mobile gaming. And and, and I will always, I, I I feel that mobile game. I mean, games should be played on on a big ass TV on a yeah. console. 
but these companies are like, fuck you, Bolts. Yeah. We're going to make money one way or the other. And that's exactly what they're doing. And they're making good stuff. Exactly. And so y'all just go out and play this stuff because it's, it's amazing. It's super crazy to me, man. It's so crazy to constantly hear people bitch and complain about this stuff. But then you see numbers like this. Two million downloads in just 72 hours, bro. That's unbelievable. That's insane. It's so crazy. So speaking of mobile gaming as well, um, Minecraft Earth Beta is coming very soon. New gameplay has been officially released. Um, so it is. Uh, it has been announced that the beta is coming very soon. And I hope you guys are ready for it because this is actually something that we saw previously uh, a couple of years back on the... Uh, Minecraft HoloLens. Uh, what was that? E3 2016 or 2015? Um, they uh, the Minecraft Mobile will basically be <coughs> kind of have a feel of like like Pokemon Go. You'll see your you know GPS. You'll see like the the world that's around you set up as mine uh, as like a, a Minecraft world. But you'll collect your little tappables. And as you collect those tappables, you can use the tappables to create Minecraft worlds wherever you place it. So you can place these little plates down um, in the augmented reality section of the game. And you can build your world directly right there through your camera. Um, and th it's crazy. Like from what we're seeing right now, we're seeing someone using uh, you know, their camera, recording their friends, playing it. And uh, you can see the one guy's dropping blocks. The other one is using his little pickaxe and bolts. I mean, coming from somebody, um, coming from somebody that has played a lot of Minecraft. Yeah. I think this looks fucking awesome, dude. I mean, the augmented reality. Um, obviously, you're probably gonna need. Um, you're probably gonna need. Look at that. Yeah, no, it looks. It look, Bro, that is fucking cool, dude. It is. Like, you're probably gonna need uh, a pretty. A pretty stout phone, phone. A pretty stout um, phone. But the fact of the matter is that, you know, first off, in this little video, they show them, they put their little world down on top of a table, and they're making the little world. Well, then he scoots back a little bit, and he makes his world, you know, bigger, scales it much larger to almost the size of an actual building in front of him, and it's, like, right there in front of him. And he is even able to walk inside of the building and see on the inside of the building so crazy bro i mean that is real augmented reality gameplay right there so um but you know i think i could even see somebody turning this into like minecraft earth maybe trying to turn it with a virtual reality kind oh, of yeah. mod on there yeah that would be so absolutely cool so um but my thing is you know what i'm gonna say bolts i mean like we cut back to it again mobile gaming at its finest at its finest um this is something that is obviously going to be a huge hit. It is gonna, it is going to, um, it's going to be huge. And I think too that a lot of people just really, honestly, need to get ready for it because this is something that we're really going to start seeing a lot more of in just the next few years. We've already seen a big jump. Um, we've already seen a really big jump over the last, you know, two to three years. And and also on top of that, you know, a lot of these, uh, a lot of companies. These uh, like gaming, gaming company, gaming like device companies for it's just like a uh, Razer and Alienware, and um, I'm I'm waiting for the next. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for an Alienware phone to hit the market, right? Because Asus already has one, Razer already has one, yeah. Um, 
and you know iphone and android most of all their devices can already play top of the line games as it is so as as on when the console role, uh, wars are going on but they're not as live and kicking as they used to be you will have a handheld you will have a phone war when oh, it, yeah. when it when it starts coming to video games because yeah. because most of these games that you play you uh, on your devices are better computers or devices than we've ever had you know we i mean they, they play the same graphics capable of of some midline pc gaming pcs and and consoles and stuff like that man it's it's crazy it's dude. insane man it's really crazy um with that being said we're gonna move down into our discussion piece uh and it kind of centralizes about what we've talked about throughout this episode um and uh we're gonna i think me and bolts are gonna have a little bit of a heated discussion on this as well what is next for gaming will the next generation usher in something new or the same thing we've seen before so um Next gen gaming is right around the corner. PlayStation Five, the new Xbox, um, even uh, though it is not "quote unquote" next gen or whatever else, the Nintendo Switch Lite has just been announced, which is a full-on mobile version of the Nintendo Switch, which I personally believe is going to completely rule the market of all things mobile gaming. Um, it is going to be huge. It's only a hundred and ninety-nine dollars. You can fit the damn thing in your pocket. So. It is great. It looks fantastic, and I'm pro- possibly going to get one because um, that is like, bro. Think about playing something like Doom Eternal on that, or The Witcher, mm-hmm. Mobile Witcher. Oh my God, bro. Um, so, next gen gaming. What do you bolts? What do you personally believe that next gen gen gaming could possibly offer us? Do you think it's going to be somewhat of the same that we're seeing now? Or do you think that technology could kind of do a little bit of a big boom and we're going to see, you know, ultra realistic graphics and (laughs) gaming for the future, huh? Um, Until I honestly believe the next gen consoles, um, I'll just start with I'll start there. The next gen consoles are really are going to offer us faster this a little better looking that no lag time you know it's going to offer us a a, a muno school step up from what we're playing now but gaming can only go so far as technology lets us um and as much as 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 they want to put out there in the market if 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 we want the ultra realistic graphics i i believe i believe the technology out there of course is out there but it, it's so expensive to put out there that we won't we won't ever experience it until the year 2737 when stuff doesn't cost anything because technology has has ruled the world um for the most part we will have nothing but the same um as far as the type of games we have as far as the 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 the, the graphics the game physics the um you, you, you you're gonna get a lot of the same um, because we, we, you know, we've been, we, we've been doing this gaming thing for what, 20, 30, 40 years now. Yep. No longer than that. Probably. You, I mean. you, you know, it's, it's, it's getting to the point where, you know, the ideas for games are slowly, but drying up. Yeah. You can only go so far with what you can think about doing, what you can think about putting in a game. Um, you know, you can only have, you know, I, I understand that even if they do come out with one, people will buy it. 
But the fact of the matter is, you can you you can only have so many Resident Evils. You can only have so many of the same storyline and of the same genre. And yes, I know people will go out buy Resident Evil seventy five. I understand they will. Um, but it's the same stuff over and over and over. It's 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 surviving the apocalypse, whether it's a zombie apocalypse, whether it's a parasite apocalypse, whether it's a virus apocalypse, it doesn't it, it doesn't matter. It's a much of the same. The ideas and the fresh ideas and the new ideas and the imagination that are coming from these game companies are drying up. And I'm sorry to say, but the generation that's coming out now, they don't they barely think for themselves. It's just the thought process that we once had behind the game development behind the the what what, what is this game going to do what's this character going to do what's this 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 environment we're going to do all that stuff has changed and and those people who invented that who created that who who put their big brain muscles to work all that and and make it a an experience a an emotional experience a, an emotional tide for us gamers us consumers those people are leaving and we just we we, we it's it's going to be dried up it's yeah. going to be dried up well you know with me i think you know gaming in general has has obviously evolved a lot over the last few years we've seen uh we've seen games go from um you know real blocky graphics of course to you know now some of these games are ultra realistic but i think that along with next gen gaming we need next gen game developers and when i say that i mean developers that are going to stick to their word on what they are selling you know i'm not going to go out and pay let's say that playstation 5 and xbox one come out some shit goes on or whatever else and the games now are 79.99 across the board you know you're paying more for your console you're paying more for your games or whatever else i'm not doing what i did on the PS3 era. I'm not even going to do what I did on the PS4 and the Xbox One era and get a lot of these games that are not what they said they were going to be. One of which I understand, you know, everybody's thinking, oh, he's talking about Fallout 76. I'm not talking about Fallout 76. The big one that I'm talking about is Mass Effect Andromeda. When it was first announced, me and Bolts watched the announcement trailer and I'm not kidding you. I remember I got goosebumps, bro. Listen to me goose bumps from my the my arms my neck i mean everything dude i was so excited but what happened the game launched and it was not what it said it was going to be and secondly one of the worst things about it is that it was total bleakness like it had moments in there that it did have good story elements but comparing a game like Mass Effect Andromeda to like Mass Effect 2, which was... There is no comparison. That's what I'm saying. It's a completely different experience. And Mass Effect Andromeda was supposed to be this extremely large, vast, open-world, crazy-ass game. And it was nothing. It was nothing. You know, another one that, that cuts down to that is the same type of game in the, from the same studio. And it's Anthem. It's supposed to be this huge massive game that we were just i mean bro of course i jumped on that fucking hype drain i told bolts on the podcast hey bro i played the beta you're wrong you're wrong it's amazing (laughs) but i played the beta i played this one section of the game and then whenever the full game launched it was like oh my god what is this you know so it's like 
Of course, I mean, if you want to, we could talk about Fallout 76 too. It's the same way. We have to hold developers to a higher standard. But with that being said, we have to hold ourselves to a higher standard as well. If we have iffy thoughts about video games or whatever else, and you don't like, you're kind of like, don't buy it. And I'm, 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 I'm that guy. I, I am the most, I am the pickiest gamer that you'll, you'll ever meet. You know, I, I don't, I don't go out and buy stuff just because, because of this or because of that. I, I, I sit back, I look, I dissect and I'll, I'll decide within myself if I'm going to purchase out the, the complete online only Fallout 76 or the, uh, the ultra beautiful, maybe lacking story driven anthem or, you know, st- just just stuff like that. It's it, you, you've got to sit back and you've got to decide because because if you go out and buy this game and you spend the, the 60, the 64 95 and you buy it and you play it and you're like, man, this is bullshit. I can't spend my money on this. Maybe may, may, maybe the day one, the day one buys are out the window. Maybe it's the the day three buys after you after you watch a few other people play the shit on YouTube or Twitch or whatnot. And then you're like, OK, well, I can buy this game now. Yeah. So it's true, man. It's true. And I mean, um, you know, that's also cutting down to like, I look at it like this, you know, Mass Effect Andromeda launched on, on PS4. My game that I think is definitely one of the best games that ever was ever created. That obviously had 10 times more story in it than any Mass Effect game. Fucking God of War. (laughs) Came he's, out on he's PS3. trying to get a response out of me. I guys. am trying to get a response out of you because I want to bring this back up. Uh-huh. Um, we look at a total, bro. Just look at look look at the total total. Um, I wasn't actually going to bring that back up. I was just, <laughs> um, just look at the total aspect of like what we have seen from the Xbox One and PS4. Okay, like as changing from the PlayStation Three, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty to the uh, PS Four and Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Like we have seen a change, yes. Okay, the graphics are better. Load times are quicker. Load times are quicker, whatever else. But like, okay, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the graphics are a little bit better. Load times are a little bit quicker. That's it. It it, it is, and and the sad part about it with these next with these next. With with the current gen consoles you have, the Xbox One, um, I, I even go, I'll, I'll just say the One X and the PS4. You've got to have, you've also got to purchase the cables, the the the, the high end HDMI cables, high speed cables. You've got to purchase the high end TV to even get the full capability of what these systems can do. If you want the ultra beautiful game that runs at you know, uh, at 60 frames, or 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 you want to, you know, if you're, if you're playing a game that's got a huge amount of explosions and stuff on your TV and your TV starts lagging. It's because you, you, you don't have enough Hertz going through your TV. Yep. You know, these consoles nowadays, if you want the full effect, you've got to have the full TV. You do. And that's, and that's the way it is. So, so it, even if you have, if even if you have the current gen consoles and you're playing on a TV that, that does 1080p and, and even sometimes at 4k, it's still rough because these consoles they push but in order for it to push to its maximum you've got to have the other accessories to maximize that and that's the same way it's going to be for the next gen you know we can run 8k all day long but if you ain't got the tv or the cable to support it it doesn't matter yeah exactly it doesn't matter um you can have you can have a a, oh i'm gonna go buy a playstation 5 because they said doom 
uh, external <laughs> is gonna gonna run 124 frames per second. If you don't have the full setup that's gonna be able to run that, then you're not gonna get that. And I learned that with the TV I purchased. I bought a, a I bought a Samsung TV that had active smoothing on it. it was UHD, did 4K, whatever else. Cool, awesome, fantastic. Um, well, first off. For some reason, I was told, you know, The Witcher ran at 60 frames per second on PS4. It doesn't. It runs 30 frames. So whenever I did active smoothing and stuff, it kind of sped it up a little bit. But I was really let down whenever I first got that TV because I was like, damn, bro, like, it looks fucking insane. You know, but it was because the TV I purchased. I didn't buy an, uh, a, a, a Samsung that had, right. you know, higher frame rates uh, or better hertz and uh, better... Um, you know, HDR capabilities and everything else. You know, everybody talks about the the master race of the PC and how how great the uh, the graphics and how smooth the system runs and, and so on and so forth. And when you're looking at the game the gameplay ability and the graphics and whatnot that these PCs are running back are running at, you're looking at these high end com- gaming computer monitors that that are that are 21 inches. That can that can shrink down the pixels. That can that can tighten everything up. They cost as much as a damn TV. They do. So you know, it's just as much. You, you just you got to have all the all the accessories to go with your ne- with your current to your next gen consoles, because it, it, it it's not really gonna matter. It's yep. really not gonna matter unless you've got the stuff to go with it. Exactly. I totally agree. Um, now, with that being said, real quick, Mass Effect sucks, and uh, anyone that really actually likes that series uh no uh with that being said um you know i do agree with bolts in the aspect that you do have to have that full setup you have to so like if you plan on going out and getting a playstation 5 or the new xbox please make sure you save up a little bit of extra money um because if you don't and you have just a regular TV, you will not get that experience. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get a, you're gonna have a lackluster experience. You're gonna be like, man, the shit looks exactly the same. So that's like me and Dara. We've been talking about, you know, in the, you know, coming months or whatever else. Uh, if everything lines out right, then we're possibly gonna get a new TV, get a bigger TV that has a better, um, better resolution, better hertz, better frame rate. Um, and I would like to like have one hung on the wall in our absolutely. Living room. And you you have to you also have to understand when these TVs and the, these these TVs these days, um, if if you got 4K, you're usually running at 120 to 240 hertz. If you, if you got a 4K TV, yep. most of everything else will run at about 60 hertz. Yeah. Um, your contrast ratio is it, if if it's anything from a million to one or five million to one, then then, then your pictures your picture will be crisp. Um, your hertz, your hertz is, is is what helps run your run what's on the screen itself. Um, just get, just give you an idea. There's a there's a Samsung 49 inch curve Q, Q LED monitor 32 by nine. Um, it's ultra wide. If you don't know what that means, it, it means it's you you can see everything going on from one from one left to right. Yeah. Um, it's 49 inches. It's got it's got HDMI. It runs at 144 hertz. That 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 computer monitor runs more than most TVs. That's crazy. You yeah. know, even e- even this this Asics, uh, this this Asus, it's thirty five inch monitor. It runs at a hundred hertz. You know, it's you, you've got to have the stuff to help run what you got going on your going on your console. So as, as the, these consoles, they're going to be big and bad, but you've got to, you've you've got to get the full all. In these consoles, you've got to have the accessories, 
and it, I, I, I hope and, and it, I, I just hope that people understand that when you buy these consoles or when you buy you buy a PC or whatnot and you look at it and it's grainy and it's lagging and it doesn't run smooth your 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 TV screen is actually lagging because there's so much going on it you're like why did I buy the system well you, you bought the system because of what's in the system now you've got to buy something else to make what's in that system look this fucking good yeah I agree bolts I think that was a really good statement of kind of ending off of our our main discussion segment you know we need more from next gen gaming uh, it's not it's not about being uh you know whatever uh, like oh I, I feel like you know we deserve more if we're gonna pay a premium price like if they were to come out and say bro if they were to come out t- tomorrow and say playstation 5 is gonna be 699 but it launches with a four terabyte hard drive uh, you know, it, you know, natively does 120 frames per second. Um, it launches with two controllers and there's going to be, uh, you know, the ability of connecting your phone to it and doing augmented reality gaming and all this other crazy ass shit or whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll pay it. You know, if there's innovation, that's it. You know, if that's just like, that's the reason why phones now you can go out and a new phone will launch at, you know, almost $1,300 people buy into it because oh well you know this new like the note 10 it's going to have the ability of scanning your entire face um and you know it only recognizes your dna strands you know or um your 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 phone now you can plug it like with most notes samsung things you could plug it into a dock into a little doggle thing and it turns it into a fucking computer mm-hmm. you know that is technology that is technological advancements so i want to see that with consoles as well i want to see we want big to see advancements the, the bang for our buck exactly so anyways guys this is episode 269 of the second opinion podcast please make sure to do me a favor and check us out at sinalinks.com for some of the latest and greatest geek news movie news and gaming news great content and great content creators right here at Cinelinks. Also, please make sure to give us a like, comment, and subscribe on some of the latest Second Opinion YouTube videos. Um, And please give us a follow on Anchor. Heart us and follow us on Spotify. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, and much more. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace out. Peace.